बाइबल ट्रेशर्स टॉपिक 15 क्रिस्टियन मिनिस्ट्री वेलकम टू द साउंड डॉक्टर टेलीकास्ट During the last nine weeks, we have been studying the subject of Christian ministry. We have more preachers and more ministries today than any time in church history. One thing we should not forget: as the Church of Christ is active, the devil is actually hyperactive. If the devil cannot destroy the work of God, he will try to defile it. or he will try to deviate those who are involved in the work of god from god's main purposes because the ways of the devil are always deceptive he does not come as an angel of darkness he appears as the angel of light and his agents and his preachers they would appear as ministers of righteousness Now our topic that we are considering is how not to minister. So far we have done nine lessons. Number one, do not substitute anything for personal involvement. In the Old Testament, two categories among the people of God. Now one was just ordinary people, and the other was priests. but that is not so in the new testament every child of god all the children of god are priests and kings before god in the second lesson we study do not neglect personal purity now god is not looking for great vessels but he is looking for clean vessels because only clean vessels will be usable in the hand of the master That's why we recommended and we strongly urged you to maintain your quiet time regularly. And during that time, we told you you should go through frequent self-examination. The third lesson is: do not fail in family responsibilities, because our family is our first congregation. If we cannot take care of our own family, how will we be able to take care of God's family? do not neglect the family for ministry at the same time don't neglect the ministry for the sake of the family keep both in proper tension and balance and the fourth lesson was do not be a loner because the church of jesus christ is a body no organ can function independently from the other organs of the body we have the biblical principle two are better than one and resist the temptation to be over independent in your ministry and lesson number 5 do not duplicate other ministries evangelizing the evangelized comforting the comforted but finally neglecting the neglected don't just go after popular ministries to do just only those so called popular ministries be creative try to focus on those people groups who are neglected and the sixth lesson was do not seek popularity our only motive in ministry should be the glory of god 
Our slogan should be the slogan of John the Baptist. I must decrease, he must increase. And the seventh lesson is do not adulterate the message. Because we are just the stewards of the mysteries of God. As stewards, we are called to be faithful. We are not called to preach what people want, but we should preach to them what they need. Eighth lesson was do not bypass the poor. The foremost purpose of the anointing of this Holy Spirit is to preach the gospel to the poor. Beloved, heaven or hell will be decided, our destiny will be decided by our acts of charity. And last week we studied lesson number nine. Do not be money minded. Money for ministry and not ministry for money. We also told you, you should not support or associate yourself with money-minded preachers. Today, we will conclude this series with a tenth lesson. How not to minister. Do not violate scriptural principles. Once again, how not to minister. Do not violate scriptural principles. God's work must be done God's way. And God's way is revealed in God's word. However, these principles run throughout the scriptures. Begin with the book of Genesis. And there God gave a task to that old patriarch Noah. And this is what we read about how he responded to God's instructions. So Genesis 6 chapter verse 22. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Now come to the fifth verse of the next chapter. Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Now God gave an assignment to Moses. It was the building of the tabernacle. Turn with us about how he responded to God's instructions. Book of Exodus 39th chapter. Read to you verses 42 and 43. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Then Moses looked over all the work and indeed they had done it. You know, they were so happy because they did exactly as God had commanded them. And the verse concludes, and Moses blessed the people. Now there is a comment about this in book of Hebrews, 8th chapter. Look at the fifth words. Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle, because God said, see that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you on the mountain. However, God is very concerned about the pattern of our ministers. There was Noah, then there was Moses, and now come to Joshua. Book of Joshua, look at the first chapter, and see what God repeated to this next leader. Seventh and eighth verses. Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses has commanded you. 
That's what God was repeating. You know, are you able to understand the significance of doing everything according to God's prescribed pattern? And Jesus Christ emphasized it at the very beginning of his ministry. Turn with us to Matthew's Gospel, 7th chapter, where we have the Sermon on the Mount of the Lord Jesus. And we read from verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And he will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name? Done many wonders in your name? I will declare to them, I never knew you. Why? They did not do according to the will of God. What is the will of God? Now immediately in the 24th verse, Jesus says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Beloved, this is the truth. What God has told in His word, that is His will. That is His way. That is how the work of God must be done. That was the Apostle Peter's admonition to his readers. First Peter 4th chapter. Look at the 11th verse. Just the first line of the 11th verse. Anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles, as the sayings of God. Are you able to see the picture so clearly emerging? Now the same thing Paul was reminding Timothy. Second Timothy 2nd chapter. The fifth verse. If anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules, the rule book. And now in the same case, we want to present before you some negative examples also. Turn with us to see a negative example in the life of Moses at one particular point. Turn with us to book of Numbers 20th chapter. We'll read to you verses 10 to 12. Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said to them, Here now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. God actually spoke to Moses to speak to the mountain. First time he said strike, second time he said speak. Now in his excitement and because of his anger, he struck it not only once, but he struck it twice. Now did water come out? Yes, water gushed out. Now look at 11th word, water came out abundantly and the congregation and their animals drank fully. The result was great, but the pattern was not acceptable. 12th words. Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, you shall not bring this congregation into the land that I have promised. In other words, the visa of Moses was cancelled because in his ministry at one point of time, he did what he thought was right rather than what God told him to do. Even there was blessing, but God was not pleased. He was not allowed to enter Canaan. So, beloved, doing ministry according to God's word is not optional. It is eternal obligation upon every servant of God. 
I will give you another example in the person of David. We can read that in 2 Samuel, in the 6th chapter. David was bringing the ark of God to Jerusalem. He made a new cot and kept this ark on that new cot. And as the cot was going, at one point it was about to tell, and there was a man by name Uzzah, he just stretched forth his hand to touch it and stop it from falling. God was very angry. God struck that man and he died on the spot. Oh, that greatly agonized the heart of David. After all, I was bringing the ark of God back to Jerusalem. Beloved, bringing the ark of God in a cot was the Philistine method. But you know what was God's prescribed method? That's given to us in Exodus 25th chapter and 14th verse. Let there be four hooks and then insert poles. Let priests carry it on their shoulder. That is God's prescription. That is God's revelation. But putting it on a new cot, what man's idea and man's invention, it may look better, but that was not acceptable before God. God's work must be done God's way and God's way is God's work. That's what prophet Samuel told King Saul. You know Saul was trying to keep the best of fatlings and the animals. And he says I'm keeping them to give sacrifice unto God. What did prophet Samuel say? To obey is better than sacrifice. Yes, beloved, obeying the word of God is more important than doing this and that in the name of service and sacrifice to God. You know why? There is a foundation that is laid, that is the foundation of Jesus Christ. We are all building upon that. Some people are building it with gold, silver and precious stones. And the other group builds with wood and hay and stubble. What will happen on the last day? God is going to test all these constructions and ministries by fire. What is that fire? His word is fire. That which was made of wood and hay and stubble will burn to ashes. They may have come very fast, but they will collapse. That which is of gold and silver and precious stone, that's according to the word of God, that will stand. Now, how do we actually do it in the ministry? How to lead someone to Christ? Look at how Jesus led the Samaritan woman to the kingdom. And how he was conversing with Nicodemus. Look into all those examples and pattern your soul winning accordingly. And how to lead people to the Holy Spirit baptism. There are so many instances in Acts of the Apostles pattern accordingly. There are many do's and don'ts in ministry, follow them. Frequently examine all your methods, reevaluate your methods in the light of the scriptures. And I would like to recommend some material for you for further reading and viewing. Now I have written a book titled Preachers and People. And so many practical lessons for ministers of God I have presented in this book. In another book titled, Happy Harvest. 
Now, how we can evangelize the world in our generation? Those of you who are involved in evangelistic and missionary activities, this is a must read for you. And then there is a DVD which I would like every one of you to watch. It is titled Ministry or Business. I have forthrightly spoken some valid points here. Just write to us and you can obtain these copies and this will be profitable for you and those who are with you in the ministry. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ten lessons that we have learnt by way of correction in doing ministry unto you for the people. We pray, O God, that we are not just hearers, but we shall be doers of your word. So that, Lord, on the last day, when we stand before you to be judged, we will not be put to shame. We pray, O God, that everything that we do today will have your seal of approval. Thank you, Lord, for calling us into your ministry. Give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.